Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to another Cryptomaniacs podcast on this glorious Tuesday. Beautiful day. It's uh, it's above freezing here. Um, that's good. It's always a positive <laughs> thing. Dude, we, we've been having forest fires up here. It's been crazy, man. It's actually been actually pretty hot for Canada uh, this time of year, but uh, I'm not complaining. Hello, Eliana. Welcome. Um, so anyways, we're going to hear talking not about forest fires and, and Canada. We're going to talk about crypto. More specifically, Hive, because, you know, well, there's too much MetaMask and Ethereum content out there. You guys need some Hive content. <laughs> or Pepe. What is Pepe? What What are these stupid meme coins that people get stupid rich off of, and then everyone FOMOs into it, and then it crashes and goes to oblivion? Like, it, 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 people don't care, right? This is my, this is my theory. I'm going to rant for a bit, Tass, to start the show. I hope you don't mind. Um, that, that's something new. Yeah. Um, these things have no use case. They're absolutely useless. They don't do anything for anybody. What they do, though, is that they go from 0.00001 to 0.0002, and all of a sudden everyone makes all this money and everyone talks about it. That's why they become popular. Not for what they do, not for what they're, they, it's it's literally something that goes from absolute nothingness to a little bit more than nothingness. Everyone makes money and then everyone's talking about it. And like, have you missed out on the Pepe thing? Yes, I missed out on it. I have no desire to. I never got into Dogecoin, so I'm never going to get into this crap. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. What's with people, man? Why, why do people... Why is this is this is the stuff that crypto is known for? Pepe, please explain it to me. Task, explain this. Well, that that's markets. I mean, everybody's looking to make money. I mean, that's what markets are. And uh, you know, it, it's to try to fight what markets are. Uh, as I've told you, John, and I've talked about other people. Get your head out of your ass. This is what markets are. And if you really want a wild time, go into the, the penny stock market and you'll see all kinds of shit. It, it's actually a lot like crypto. And there's there's nothing but hype. There's nothing but, um, you know, market mechanisms of greed and, and FOMO, like you said. Um, that that It's FUD and FOMO. That's what happens. And then... Ultimately, some people make huge amount of banks. They get in early, they get out early, but most people are stuck holding the bag on the dump. You know, it's a proverbial pump and dump. And, you know, it's like anything else. If you're on the right side of markets, you can get very, very wealthy. If you're on the wrong side of markets, you can get wiped out. Now, if you took 50 bucks, and I know your financial situation, John, so 50 bucks isn't the end of the world to you. If you took 50 bucks and threw it at Pepe and said, I, I put in 50 bucks, it went up to 500, but I was busy and it dropped to like 
200 i'm just gonna let it ride fine you know you're just it's like a lottery ticket to you you're, right. you're not playing with your kids college fund or your life savings and you're not taking it seriously um you know and if somebody had the the kahunas to throw a 10 grand at it or a five grand at it fine um but you know don't sit there and say oh pepe in five years is going to be worth 600 million dollars it's like it's going to be gone uh and that's the the difference and that's why i say you know people look at bitcoin people look at these different uh uh blockchain coins and it's like these are value capture tokens trying to frame them as something different is a mistake and then that leads to the question which you and I always talk about is what is taking place with either this project or what's taking place on this blockchain or what's taking place over here. Right. And that leads to a different form of analysis. But I mean, if, if you want to just say that, you know, something's going to skyrocket. Well, I mean, that's throw a dart at a dartboard, but I'm not going to argue with you that, you know, whatever the next Pepe is out there. I have no idea. And if you say, well, it's going to be this, maybe it will be. I have no idea. And I'm like yeah. you. I'm not buying into it. I'm not uh, doing anything with it. And I do believe that NFTs have a huge future. I do believe that there's a lot of cryptocurrency that has a huge future. But I don't believe a lot of the gimmicks out there do. And unfortunately, this is what gives the industry of black eye because you know right. all you're going to hear in you know a couple weeks or in a couple months is they'll just be writing stories about the people who got wiped out on pepe and yeah. oh gensler's gonna have to we got to regulate this and crypto bad people are losing money because they went into pepe and it's like uh, you know I, I i felt gensler's targeting of shaquille o'neal and Kim Kardashian and whoever else was wrapped up as as these influencers was total bullshit. Because as I've said on this show, if you invest in cryptocurrency and you buy cryptocurrency because Kim Kardashian said so, you deserve yeah, to lose your damn money. <laughs> you really do. To be honest with you, if you buy cryptocurrency because I tell you to, you deserve to lose your damn money. Mm. Don't listen to us. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to Kim Kardashian or Shaquille O'Neal. You know, they're paid promoters. I'm not a paid promoter, but you got to screw loose if you listen to me. You, you take some of what I say and go do your own analysis, and you can either say, hey, Taskmaster's a genius. He's right. Or Taskmaster's a total idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's totally wrong. Fine. Right. And you you draw your own conclusions and, and act accordingly. That's what we're supposed to do. So, you know, uh, there's different type of investors out there. There's different type of traders. There's different type of, dare I say, gamblers. And that's ultimately what some of them approach it with is because they don't look at anything from an analytical standpoint. They just hear, oh, Pepe coins the next big one. I'm going to throw a thousand bucks at it. And no. if you have the grand to lose and you just say, hey, I'm going to throw a thousand bucks at it, fine. And if you get a 10x, 20x, 30x, you know, dump it and make a, a bunch of change. But, you know, if you're looking for Pepe to be the next Bitcoin, you're probably looking in the wrong area. I think that's what <clears throat> gets me so annoyed about it. Just like you said. So someone has a thousand bucks and it's not going to be the end of the world if they lose it. They put it into something. If it goes to zero, they're not going to sit there and go, oh, woe is me. 
The problem is the people that don't have the disposable income that drop it into this because some jackhole told them that this is going to go to a dollar, right? That that was the thing, right, with Dogecoin when Dogecoin exploded with Elon talking about it a couple of years ago. Like I had text messages from my kid going, "Do you think Doge is going to go to a dollar?" No, I don't think it's going to go to a dollar. I don't. It didn't hit like fifty cents. I think something it, like that. It, it did, got up there. Though. It got up there, but then it went back down. But the, yeah, it the thing is, is these people that don't have the money that invest in this stuff and then get wiped out. What do they do? They cry wolf. And yeah. that gives crypto, a, just like you said, a black eye because everyone is like, oh, this was supposed to go to Bitcoin levels. I, I was I was told this was going to go here. And then they whine and complain. And then that's when the governments get involved and people say we have to protect the consumer because grown adults can't make decisions for themselves. Yeah. And this is where we're at. And that's what yeah. annoys me with these things. So and even when people talk about it, it just it drives it, me it, nuts. It, here, Here's the bottom line, John. Hmm. Hacks aside, hacks are a different story. If you get hacked, okay. But outside of that, if you lose money in the market, it's your own fucking fault. You are the one who presses the buy button. Nobody forces you to buy Tesla. Nobody forces you to buy IBM, Amazon, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Doge, Pepe, anything. Over-the-counter stocks, penny stocks, nobody forces you to buy it. If you buy it, it's on you. Take responsibility. And this is why I've said all these assholes who come in, oh, uh, the stock price has dropped or the, the, the crypto price has dropped and, oh, this sucks. And it's like markets go up and markets go down. You are out of touch in reality if you think markets only go up. And anybody who tells you the price of an asset only goes up, and this is the problem with the, the gold shysters. Oh, gold's going to 5000 bucks an ounce. They only talk about gold going up. Well, guess what? Right. That's a used car salesman. Used car salesmen always paint the rosy picture on shit. That's what it is. Now, could gold go to 5000 Yes. But I've heard that for so long, and it hasn't. Bitcoin, could it go to 150000 Yes, it could. But guess what? It went to 65,000, dropped to 15. It yeah. went down. Markets go up, markets go down. That's why you have what's called a bull market and a bear market. And, you know, you have to plan accordingly. And if you are a long term investor in a stock or in a cryptocurrency or in a cryptocurrency project or something, then fine, maybe you're better able to weather the storms where Hive goes from a dollar thirty or actually like three dollars down to thirty-five cents. Yeah. Okay, you know, and and you and I both wrote it up. We wrote it down, but we're not looking for where it is this week or this month or or even this year. Uh, but you know, if if you can't hack markets, stay the hell out of markets. Mm. Go buy a nice CD. Go buy some fixed income asset. Go put your money in some some type of money market account. Get 5% or 4% or whatever the hell they're paying right now. It's decent return. And lock your money up. Yeah. And stay the hell out of markets if you can't handle it. Because that's what happens. They go up and they go down. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, we've been, like, I've been into crypto now going on over a decade like first time i heard of bitcoin was well over a decade decade now and but we really got back into it with me blaine and and uh 
started with Steam, like, you know, really got back into it with Steam. And that was one of the things we taught from an early stage with everyone we were trying to bring into this crypto environment. We told them the only guarantee we have, and this, you got to remember, this is 2017. So this is when, remember that, that bull run was happening. Everything was green. There was, you could, you could throw a dart at a, at a board and anything you hit was green. So Mm -hmm. one of the things we taught people in, in some of our original training platforms was the only guarantee we have is that markets go up and they go down. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only guarantee we could ever give you. We can't guarantee you that Bitcoin, because that's when Bitcoin just hit like 10K and people mm-hmm. are like, oh, it's going to go to 100,000. Oh, you know, people losing their mind. Um, we said, no, you, you can't guarantee that. And that's a that's advice that you hear. You talk about this all the time. We talk about this on the show all the time. People will hear this new investors hear this stuff and it's almost like they go, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I know. I know. But then something happens, human nature. I don't know. Greed. I don't know what it is, but people hear this stuff. They know this stuff. They're functioning adults. They understand this stuff, but when they see the green, Ooh, they lose their mind. They lose their mind. Reason is thrown out the window all the knowledge they know that this can go up and down out the window and they just go more, 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 more. And then it ends up going red and well, yeah. Fun time. Well, and, and that's actually a collective mindset. It's not just new investors because that's why you get these major bubbles and everybody seems to forget like what happened in 2008 and we're repeating it. And it's like, Oh, all of a sudden everything crashes and like in hindsight it's like yeah that was obvious but everybody up to their eyeballs leveraged to the hilt they're like oh we didn't think it would end um you know and and that's a major problem another major problem is just what i said i'm serious if you lose money in markets you're it, uh, this is the best advice i can give you write this down if you lose money in markets it's your fucking own it's your own fucking fault and i'm cussing for a reason to drive home the point yeah. But there's a psychology to this. If it's your fault, if you're responsible, you can learn. You can look back and say, okay, what did I do wrong here? See, and this is the problem that most of these jackasses, and again, I'll pick on the gold bugs, because they're just, oh, it, the, the, it's the short sell or, or it's manipulated. That's why I lost money because Peter Schiff said it would be $5,000 an ounce. But we know the gold gold is manipulated. It's trading globally. It's like saying Bitcoin's manipulated. Could it be manipulated for a short periods of time? Yeah, okay. They could they could stack the futures market. And if you have enough money on a small, small market cap, yeah, you could do that. But not for a long period of time. And, you know, of course, gold has like a 10x market cap to Bitcoin. So it, it's significantly bigger. That doesn't allow them to learn. So that's why they have these age-old ideologies. And this is why people keep, quite honestly, John, blowing up their trading account because they blame the market. Oh, that, that's why I lost $5,000 trading. And then, you know, they go away for a couple of years and they come back and they start trading again. And they blow up another trading account because they didn't learn anything. They, it's not their fault. The market, well, you know, the price should have gone up. No, the price shouldn't have done anything. Well, the earnings were good. Yeah, well, plenty of stocks, companies report good earnings and the stock goes down. That's what the market does. I I can never tell what the market will hone in on. You look look at an earnings call or you look at an earnings report, you listen to a call and they knock it out of the park. 
but the market wants to focus on the profit margin or if the market wants to focus on the guidance or the market wants to focus on the CEO. Who knows what the market focuses on? But all of a sudden they focus on something stupid and the stock opens up the next day down 8%. That's what markets do. So what are you going to sit there and say, oh, well, they're wrong. Well, if you do that, you're going to lose all your money. Um, so, you know, that's where you have to have you have to have the adultness and be the adult in the room and say, okay, I push the buy button. I push the sell button. I'm in control here. I'm responsible. And this is traders for the first time in people's adult lives, for the most part, they are in full control. You know, at work, you're not in control. You do what the boss says. Even if you own the company, you do what your customers say. You do what the government says. You do what the tax man says. You do what whoever says. But in trading, there are no rules. You go into the market. You do what you want. You go in there, you buy, you sell, you enter, you leave, you stay out, you get involved. Nobody tells you. Well, guess what? That means you can't blame anybody else. And if you bought Pepe and you made a fortune, that's your own damn fault. And if you lost a fortune because you bought, bought Pepe at the top and it's down 50%, that's your own damn fault. You know, is it down? I don't even know. Like, I don't, I don't even know. I, I think yeah. it, it was up like 900% one day. I presume it pulled back. I don't know. Yeah, I, right. I, don't know. I didn't look. I, you know, it, it's, it's tongue in cheek. It's kind of like Doge and people give seriousness to it. Now, Doge, could that be used, I guess, kind of as a medium of exchange? I mean, if Bitcoin could, Doge could. Right. You got the volatility issues. You got the, you know, uh, aspirations of it going to the moon. So how that'll be used as a medium of exchange. You got no, no price stability. You have, no incentive to to move it if you believe it's going to be uh, higher down the road. So I think it's a shipment medium of exchange. But, yeah. you know, they're just hoping Elon implements it to Twitter, which I think is not going to happen. Oh, Elon, I did my uh, love hate relationship post with Twitter yesterday. It was my magnum opus, man. I, I didn't have a chance to read it. I, I saw the headline and. Yeah. It was it was it was interesting just because I saw the subscription model that he's really trying to implement with Twitter, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, this is a great idea. Let's poke around and see what happens." And of course, you have to be a paid member to be able to accept money from subscriptions. And I'm sitting there going, "Isn't that illegal? Isn't that like what MLM companies always have to deal with, where you have to pay money to get money?" But I'm sure Elon's got the legal teams on it well it, it, it's it's just access a payment system i mean uh, it's i it's not that he he's just not offering the subscription feature it's not the payment it's the subscription feature so yeah but you have to be a blue check mark to be able to to get the subscription feature for your account yeah, well, that's a feature. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything illegal about that. That you need to. Be well, that's. A but that that's what it's it's not it's not the premium feature. It's the ability to get money. That's where the MLM companies fall fell into problems over the years. Was that if you have to pay to be a member to get money from other members, that's where. Amway had to fight and all this stuff. And Amway had to go and say, well, we got products. <laughs> you don't have to be paying money. You can just sell the products. So, Yeah, but I, I think since you're dealing on his platform, you know, he can open up whatever 
he want whatever sections of platform he wants. It, it, you don't you don't have to be, be a revenue share, to, right? To, to utilize a payment system because they don't have broad scale payment system. Yeah. I don't even know what they're using for for that payments. I know he I know he has uh, file licenses for payment systems, so I don't know where they've gotten with that. Right. But you know that that's going to the broader question. That's where Elon's going. Yeah. Elon is doing something very intelligent. He is taking that blue check mark and he's getting a lot of heat for it, but he's basically giving you Twitter as you knew it, just basic tweeting, and that's it. If you want anything else that he's developing since he came in, you're going to pay eight bucks or 10 bucks or whatever the hell it is. And that's the way it is. So if you want subscriptions, that's the way it's going to be. You want to be part of the payment network, you're probably going to have to, to be a blue check mark. And, and he's going to keep building value. I would anticipate, you know, if you want to access it, he, um, he said he wants this to be the largest financial institution in the world. So if you think about it, if he takes and let, let's say he starts mortgage origination, because mm -hmm. that's done by Rocket Pay and, 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 and some of these others, that's just an app. So what if he does that? But to do to do it, you need to have a blue check mark. Yeah. Let's say there's a lending platform. Oh, to do that, you need a blue check. Mark. Oh, dude, I have I have no problem with the freemium premium yeah. business model. I well, think what I, what I was my entire say, life has been built around it. Yeah. So what I was going to say is he he he's laying the groundwork, and I'm trying to keep feeding that to Leo Finance and saying exactly. You build out the same thing, except instead of having people pay, you build value on the token. You build these parts of the application uh, or the platform that people can utilize. And then all of a sudden, you as the platform, Leo Finance, takes a little bit of each. And then in true web free fashion, takes that like they're doing with the ad revenue and feeds it back, buys the Leo on the open market and feeds it to Leo power holders. Right. That I think is the web three version of what Elon's trying to do. And I keep trying to harp on Cal. You got to keep thinking like Elon's thinking of this, everything app, but not everything in terms of social media, everything in terms of finance and, you know, that's a tough sell, but that's where I think the winner is going to come from. And Elon is going to clean up in Web 2, but I think he still has that problem because he, he's not Web 3. He doesn't care about Web 3. He's in control of everything. Twitter's in control of everything. You're on their platform. You're at their mercy. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. That, that probably will not change until regulation forces them to change. And that will not happen until people lose money because yeah. they lose their Twitter account. And all of a sudden they realize, wait a second, I had a hundred thousand dollars in, in my Twitter account. I can't access it. Then you'll get lawsuits and you'll get shit and then things will change. But in the meantime, we keep building web three up. That sounds so much like PayPal. It's great. It, it is. I mean, you know, it, it's, the same story, John, over and over again. And you lived it in PayPal. A lot of people lived it with YouTube. Dan, they call me Dan, lived it for a year with with uh, Twitter. So did the, uh, Brian of London. You have your account with them. You're at their mercy. And the later, the, the latter two, they were dealing with social media. You were dealing with money. And 
that's social media and, and finance are merging, in my opinion. Elon's looking at doing it. Blockchain has finance built into it. So if you build social media, you got the two merged. Hive certainly has the two merged. You don't own your account. You not only don't have your data to your social media, you don't have your data to your finances. That's a problem. So I, I think that's the major difference between the two really, really spelled out. So I like what Elon's doing with Twitter. I don't use it. I don't care about it. I don't have any interest in subscriptions on Twitter, long for blogging on Twitter. I don't even use Twitter now with Leo threads other than, you know, a couple times a day, I'll send out a couple tweets or respond to something. To me, it's a non-issue. Yeah. But I think he's doing a great thing and, you know, he'll probably make a fortune off of it, which, I'm not getting any of that. So what do I give a fuck? There you go. Uh, great transition into Leo. Um, so the uh, I have a rant about Leo. Um, and I told uh, Eric this Nomad Soul last night because he sent me a note. He's like, dude, I see you're like doing all these these power up uh, challenges with the Zeely campaign. He's like, dude, slow down. You want you want to keep some of this for for Leo power up day? And I'm like. No, you know what? It's your your guys' damn fault for putting the titles and ranks underneath our names on threads because now that's just telling me that I'm a lion and I hate it. I want to become a leader of the pack. Um, so it's it's Cal's fault. I'm blaming the Leo team for this completely for be, turning me into a degenerate um, Leo accumulator these days. And the tasks don't help at all, at all. Like they don't help my bank account at all. Well, down the road, I'm sure they will. But right now, it's literally me just saying, "Oh, there's a challenge to power up 800 Leo. Okay, let's go buy 800 Leo and power it up." Did that last night. The next one is 1500 Leo. Guess what? This guy's gonna do. He's gonna buy 1500 Leo and power it up. Why? Because one, I want to do the task gamification. It's a beautiful thing. Nugget for anyone out there. But also. The stupid name. I'm going to become a leader of the pack. Uh, I, I just want the title. Um, so bravo to them for um, turning me into a degenerate. Uh, I appreciate it very much. And um, go Leo. As we, we said in the last show, it's that's the value of gamification and gamifying a platform in a thousand different ways because you never know what's going to make somebody tick. But if you have that hook and it grabs somebody like it grabbed you, you're going to go and spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars buying Leo just to get the damn name, just which as we name. went through the, the last time, if you wait like 90 days, you will be there anyway with your delegation, but nope, no. you're too impatient. No. And no. you know, it's something they didn't think, Hey, this will make people buy Leo. No, they didn't think any of that, but guess what? You're buying Leo because of it. And you know, yeah. Maybe there's other people like that. Maybe you're the only one. But I've said put the, the damn thread counter on there, you know, until you get to like 500 million after that, then it's stupid. But, you know, get the thread counter on there uh, because guess what? That's going to gamify and you'll get idiots like me saying, shit, we got to increase these threads. Oh, wow. Only another 30 threads till we're to 150,000 total lifetime. Boom, boom, boom. Guess what yeah. I'm going to do tonight. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, we're driven by the stupidest shit, but we're driven by it. That's why I, I keep screaming at everybody. Put fucking numbers out. 
Yeah. You know, then we can talk about the numbers. We can try to increase numbers. We can encourage other people. People get excited. We did 24,000 threads last week. Let's do 30,000 this week. Of course, we broke the fucking site, but yeah. okay. Um, they'll have to fix it. So maybe we won't get that. But, you know, it it's just, it gives people motivation to do shit, to throw something out there. And you just never know. And it's not always financial that drives people. Yes, that does. And yes, there's incentive. Uh, it's It's like... I'm watching from afar the Zealy campaign yeah. and these people, and I guess there's prizes and stuff. So there is financial incentive, but there's people killing themselves to do these, these tasks. And it's like, you know, they just want that XP and they want the rankings and they want to look at where they are and they want to know, even if they're out of the money, what are they doing? And Oh, I, I did. I added another five fifty XP or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> that's what drives people. And, you know, I don't know what how many prizes there are, but we know most people aren't going to get shit from this campaign in terms yeah. of the rewards because there's probably only four, five, three uh, prizes. But everybody's doing it and striving it and, and they're talking about it. And that's cool. Yeah. Oh, and dude, yes, it's writing like, is an addiction, Ellie, and I, I admit yeah. that. It, it is. Uh, yeah, like <clears throat> like I'm I'm ranked, you know, on the leaderboard and again, have leaderboards. Very important important folks you know we we just threw a leaderboard out for ctpx because we're into the second week now of our campaign and people love these things i'm sitting there reflect refreshing the zeely campaign all the time to see where i am i'm i'm ranked 45 right now i've been as high as like in the 10 i've been 10 but then you know these guys are just absolute degenerates and they get more xp in a minute than i do in a week um so i'm at 45 will i win it probably not but again this is like you said, you never know what makes people tick. You never know what really hooks people. So when you do things like this, you create these campaigns, these marketing initiatives, there's some things that click for people. For me, it was the stupid name of my rank. Uh, it might yeah. not be, you know, might not be for everyone. But for me, now it's like, oh, I want to get leader of the pack. That's within reach. Apex Lion. Oh, Apex Lion is 150,000. Oh, okay. Well... As soon as I hit fifty thousand, then I'm going to go for sixty thousand. As soon as I hit sixty thousand, I'll go for seventy thousand. So it's just going to be this progressive accumulation of this stuff. Because right now, I still say, and this is again not financial advice, and we just talked about green markets, red markets. Leo's at like three cents a pop, and I think it that is one of the most undervalued. Like obviously, Hive, at, you know, Hive at whatever it's at now, forty cents or thirty-eight cents or whatever it is is stupid undervalued. Leo is stupid undervalued too. And not for the price of it, it's more of what it represents and what it what it brings to the market. So if people are going to sell it at 3 cents each, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I'm going to buy it and I'm going to buy as much as I can. So well, yeah. yeah, and what you have is you have a project that's operating or, or starting to operate like a business and you know before getting into that though you're, you're right and and you you basically dropped your pants and and revealed uh your ass and what motivates you i'll do the same here and what got me is somebody said oh there's no way to do five thousand threads in a month without spamming that just ticked me off and so guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do over five thousand a month to show everybody, fuck you, I can do it and not spam because I, 
I don't, I, I tend to have threads that, you know, for the most part are over a hundred characters. So I'm not just putting one word like good morning up there or, or something, but getting back to, to, to the buying of Leo and, and why, you know, that's something to take a look at. There's been a massive change in the, the tokenomics and what, what the Leo team did is the, the, the payouts for delegating HP no longer are coming out exclusively out of inflation. Actually, I don't think any of it's coming out of inflation. What's, what they're doing is they're taking the earnings in HP and using that to buy Leo. So there's already buy demand on Leo once, you know, I don't know when it's going to start, you know, but they've already started the decline. The second thing you're going to start to see is these ad revenues are already in place. The smart contracts in place. So the more activity on on Leo threads, the more you would presume that the, the ad revenue is. And hopefully some people are clicking through, especially now that they look like tweets. Um, and as that grows and as more of them are in there and as they figure out the, the proper um, spacing of them, I guess you could say, uh, then you have a situation where guess what? That's going to buy more Leo. So now you, you start to think about how are ways that we can generate revenue to go buy Leo. And yeah, it's at three cents now, but at some point that, that buy demand is going to keep increasing to where all the excess Leo is starting to get soaked up. Now it might be another year from now. It might require a, a, a lot bigger system, but you know, you get five or, or, or 7,000 people threading a month. I don't know what that does to your ad revenue. I don't know how all of this stuff works. And, you know, I, I, I don't know the, the details of what these contracts are that, um, you know, Coinzilla is putting out. So I presume it's some type of, total traffic coupled with click-through rates, coupled with this, coupled mm -hmm. with that. You know, I'm sure there's a variety of variables. But at the end of the day, we can sit there and say, okay, there's revenue coming in. There's buy demand from this revenue, however small it may be. Where else do you see that? Yeah. You know, where, where else do you have that? Name a project that that is doing that in, in that regard. And that's a model that creates that circular economy and yeah even when you decide to do it it still takes a long time to build it get it going get it implemented and then worse get it to the point where you can see an impact so just because it's in place now doesn't mean oh the price is going to skyrocket next week i'm not saying that it could take another six or nine months for this to fully filter through to the point where the numbers are such where the buy demand actually starts moving the, the point upward the mm. token upward but in the meantime you got people like you out there <laughs> buying it up because you want a fucking label on your name and you know again you we laugh at that but that's what drives you fine who cares mm. you know you're not mm. driven hey i'm gonna make 600 off this buy the you're that's not driving you what's driving johnny wants he wants that that the, the new name he wants a new title <laughs> yeah, if yeah. it goes to four cents, five cents, don't process, care. Yeah. Okay, cool. I made money, but he wants the title first and foremost. Mm. Uh, you know, that's what it's all about. And 
you know, that's what we talk about with community. You start getting enough people and you start providing enough of these gamification things. And then all of a sudden there's 300 people acting the same way as John, but for all different reasons. Yeah. And they're getting active. They're helping to generate money. They're getting the network effect. They're mentioning it to other people. They're talking about it in their posts. They're, they're doing different things. And that, that all adds up. Oh, dude, it's good. You know, there's going to be a lot of propaganda when I hit, uh, you know, leader of the pack. <laughs> no, I'll do a post. I'll put it out there. You know, I mean, it's just it, like you said, it's that's what that's what's driving me. It's not, you know, I'm not doing it like, oh, well, OK. I I think Leo in five years from now is going to be worth a lot more than three cents. But that's definitely not the reason that's driving me to get Leo right now. Right now, it's it's pure ego and pride and. I want the name. That's mm -hmm. that's it. So yeah, you know. and you know that's oh, it, it it was obviously effective for you. As I said, you may be the only one on Leo Finance on Hive doing that. But you know what? They got whatever you you said fifteen hundred, eight hundred. You know, you got you know thousands of Leo bought and put into your account that you may not have done before. You might have. You might have decided, ah, eh, well, I don't, I don't want any of these other things. I'm gonna just buy Leo, add to my Leo stake. But that 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 title gave you incent, all the incentive you needed. All I needed, dude. That's literally all I needed to get fired up and get into this. And um, then you know we have to step back and keep in mind there were 24, 23, what was it, twenty three or twenty four thousand threads last week. Just think of the resource credits that are required for that. Now, uh, it's, I'm not going to say, well, resource credits are in billions, but the HP associated with those resource credits. And I'm not going to say it's in the millions. But that's the idea is you start to get those numbers up and you start to get people who want to thread more. They're going to require HP. Mm -hmm. And so if we get this... It, from 24,000 in a week to let's say 250,000 we 10x it. Well, that's going to require roughly 10 times the amount of resource credit. It may be a little different because resource credits move up and down based upon uh, you know, the market and what what activity is being done. But keeping everything just constant for the example, if we get 250,000 a week, which mm -hmm. isn't a lot when you think about it, that's 10 times the resource credits now. What if we 10 exit again and get to 2.5 million in right. a week? Now, keep in mind, Twitter does like 500 or 600 million per day, per day. And we're talking two and a half million in a week. Now that's 100 times 100, 10,000 times. Did I do that right? No, 10 times 10. That's 1,000 times or 100 times, whatever. It's it's order of magnitude higher than we are now. I guess it'd be 100, 10, 10, 10, 10 to the second. So now you're looking at 100 times more resource credits. Who's that, who's that coming from? You know, you and I, we, yeah, we have plenty. But do a lot of other people? Do we have to delegate resource credits to them? Does Leo Finance need to buy more resource credits and start delegating them? These are all questions that start to come up at that point mm. and saying, you know, it's like the site's been down now. Because they keep blasting high block uh, uh, node, and high block started to limit what Leo Finance could send, 
And so now they they, Is they that really that's the reason? Yeah, because uh, you know, they, they were getting overloaded. And so what what they've done is and then that created oh. more problems, but last night they they set up a system to to access more nodes. You know, these APIs. The the problem is <clears throat> it's very evident that Cal is going to need to set up his own node. Leo Finance can have its own node, and which is good because they can then contour it to, you know, threads and all the other basic high base stuff. They send through the other nodes, uh, so that would help with the scalability. <clears throat> but that was something that you didn't have on your roadmap, and now they have to put it on the roadmap and build it because right. it, it's becoming an issue. And that's the same thing with the, the 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 threads. You get to a couple million threads a day. What does that do for resource credits? And what do you as an application then need to do and build to make sure your user base can keep doing what they want, what you want them to do? And that's use the, the, the platform. And so that then switches to, okay, well, we have to build out some type of app that delegates the resources automatically. We got to build a script. We got to do this. We got to do that. And these are things that you start to keep evolving and having to grow into. And, and that's where scaling comes in. But, you know, you don't know it or don't need to worry about it when you're starting out. And, and so that's the process that you, you, you undergo. And all of a sudden, you know, you get a couple different projects that reach that same point. Now, I know Leo Finance has a lot of Hive, but maybe these other projects don't have Hive and they got to go out and start buying it. Or maybe a bunch of people, you know, in a community are having problems in one of the big community wells says, OK, I'll go buy this this Hive. I'll power it up and then, you know, I'll be able to delegate resource credit. Somebody's got to buy the hive. Ultimately, it all comes back to those transactions. And you consider the whole damn blockchains doing, <clears throat> I don't know, I haven't looked in a month or so, but what, like 2 million transactions total mm. uh, a day? You know, could Leo Finance get, uh, could Leo Threads get to that, you know, a year from now, six months from now? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But you start looking at that amount. You get enough people. And, and I don't know what the ratio is. I mean, I'm 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 absurd. But then there's other people who are maybe not quite as absurd, but they're kind of absurd too. Doing a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred, three hundred threads a day. Mm -hmm. Then you got the other people who do one or two threads a day. So I don't know what the average thread per person is, but you know, if it's twenty, well, if all of a sudden you have ten thousand people doing it. Yeah. 20 a day on average, that adds up. And of course, what ends up happening, as we found out this week, is, you know, it's hard for John to do 50 if he's talking to himself. Right. But exactly. all of a sudden, you, you go through your notifications and there's 50 notifications for you. Guess what? It's very easy for you to do 50 because you just do that by answering other people. A little simple engagement of answering somebody who engages with you. You know, all of a sudden you're at 50 now. Yeah. One of the points I made in the, the post yesterday was that um, something fell off my desk. Uh, one of the, the points I made in, in the blog post was that everyone's saying that, you know, Threads is going to be the Twitter killer, the Twitter killer. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not nothing. First of all, nothing's going to beat Twitter. Twitter is Twitter. 
Um, that's the problem with all these social media platforms that say, oh, this is going to be the next this. No, Threads is going to be unique for for Threads. We don't need to compare ourselves to anything, but let's just throw a number out. Let's just say we get 1% of, 1% of the traffic Twitter does. What would that's that do? Five, that, that's 5 million a day, roughly. 5 to 6 million a day. Right? That's not 10% of Twitter. That's not... Let's get to 50% of Twitter. Let's do 1%. Heck, let's do half a percent of what Twitter does. What does that do for this blockchain? What does that do for, for Leo? That's what I think is should be the potential. Not like, oh, this is the Twitter. No, don't don't think like that. You think. you actually, as you said that, John, you, you, you stimulated something in my mind here, which I think is also a very valid point. See, first off, you have somebody like me. I've sent out probably more. In fact, I'm pretty sure I've sent out more threads in the last week than I've ever sent tweets out. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm good for maybe a few tweets a day. <clears throat> That's it. But what point or what part of ownership does it does plays into this? Because I have a feeling the first payout, no matter how big or how small it is from the ad revenue, when they send out Leo to Leo Power Holders from ad revenue, that changes everything for anybody who's involved. Because you think about it, you could go on Twitter and send out 20 tweets today. And knowing your history that you, you're probably good for that. You, you, you're on there, you know, off and on throughout the day and you respond, you reply. But all of a sudden, 20 tweets or 20 threads you are incentivized with 50,000 Leo power, which you're going to be at very soon because you've already made that point because you want the title. You have incentive to do 20 threads versus 20 tweets. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, let's say you still do your 20 tweets a day, but you do 20 or 30 or 40 threads because you know you have ownership. Hey, I have a piece of the action here. So like you said, most people say, well, you got to take 1% away from Twitter. But no, it's actually people who have the ownership mindset and realize that I have a piece of the pie. It's to my, my best interest to keep filling this up and stimulate engagement as much as I can. And I think that's really where you could see some exponentiality come out where all of a sudden people say, Oh, wait a second. I got, I don't know, pick a number. I got 10 Leo. Yeah. It just showing up because of the ad revenue. Well, if all of us do twice as much as we did last month, then, you know, I'll get more or whatever. And again, that's a gamification. And all of a sudden you realize it's like, yeah, the Leo may be the same, but all of a sudden it's like pushing that price up maybe be a little different. Get more ad revenue coming in. They have to buy more Leo off the market. You, you know what this this reminds me of the way you laid that out. Um, we're gonna do story time with John Go. So three years ago or something, I can't exactly. It's literally the, the, when we started this podcast, I was looking at Splinterlands, and it wasn't like you know. I just saw. I didn't even know that SPS was a thing. I just I, I was looking at Splinterlands and I said, okay, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna buy. 
Splinterlands assets. So I kept buying Splinterlands assets, buying Splinterland assets. No one's really paying attention to things, but because then they announce SPS. And I'm putting two and two together. Oh, if I get more gold foil legendaries, when these payouts start happening with SPS, I'm going to get more SPS every day. Okay, so while everyone's not buying these up, I'm going to go and buy them for 50 bucks, 60 bucks, 70 bucks each right now. Because regardless of what the price of what they are, for the next year, I'm going to basically be able to live off of the income. Now, that being said, I only ended up living off of it for about three months until it tanked. But the point, what you've said, was exactly how I'm looking at Leo right now. This ad revenue payouts, it's all set up. It hasn't started yet, though. Mm -hmm. So right now, to me, is the time to be picking up the Leo because the more Leo power I have, the more of the share I'm going to get. So mm -hmm. this is why I think people that don't see Leo at three cents at being a complete bargain, if it goes to five cents, whatever, that's you get the name on your rank, whatever. No, you're going to get more Leo from the from the revenue sharing the more you have powered up. So now is the time to power it up and get more so you can set yourself up for down the road. Regardless of the price. I'm not saying the, the price again. Who knows if it goes up or down. It doesn't part. The point is, is the, 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 the income generating potential in Leo is there. In Leo. In Leo. Yeah. Which well, is let, let, okay. And, and you're absolutely correct. And let's go one step further which this is, you know, basic wealth building 101. So you are looking at it priced in Leo. Okay. Yeah. I go buy 2,300 Leo in two buys. Now I got 2,300 Leo more. I know I'm going to get whatever percentage that works out to more of the ad revenue, whatever else they, they throw down the line. Okay. Yeah. So you have that. Now you're Leo to Leo and whatever they do, and maybe you get an extra one Leo, three Leo, five Leo, whatever. Who knows? Let's go one step further. Let's talk U.S. dollars. Right. Now you're pushing towards 50,000 Leo. 50,000 Leo at three cents is 1,500 bucks. You know, depending on where you are in the world, that's either a hell of a lot of money or in San Francisco, that's like, you know, a meal. three days rent, <laughs> you know, right. two yeah. days yeah. rent. Yeah. Um but what happens if Leo is at a dollar? Right. Now, all of a sudden, to get 50,000 Leo, you're talking $50,000. Now, right. most people do not have anywhere near that type of money to put into something like Leo. They don't have that type of money really to put in something like IBM. But Leo, they really don't. But here's the other thing. How hard is it to earn Leo 50,000 Leo, not now, but maybe a year, two years down the road. Because don't forget, like Hive, the inflation rate is dropping. They just whacked it right. because of the, the, the right. uh, delegation. But the payout, the, the reward pool is actually over time declines too. And so how much harder? And then when, of course, you get more people, the reward pool gets diluted over more people. Because now more wallets are getting Leo in it. So from the Leo perspective, it's diluted, not in U.S. dollar terms, because you would expect the price to go up in that situation. But that's the old, you know, if you want to get yourself 
you know, if you wanted to get a thousand Ethereum when Ethereum was, you know, a couple bucks versus trying to get a thousand Ethereum today at 1900 bucks, right. you know, you got to walk to the table with 1.9 million versus 3,800 or 2000 bucks or whatever you needed, you know, six, seven years ago. And it's the same type of thing. So you have it both from a Leo perspective because the returns are in Leo. And then you can look at your curation and say, hey, I get 6% Leo for my curation, 7%, 8%, whatever your curation rewards are or, or rate is. You know, now all of a sudden you're 50,000, you're getting, you know, 8% curation a year. So you start adding all this up and then you say, well, if I load up and then I wait for the price in USD to run or I watch the price over two, three, four years go up in USD because more stuff is being built, you know, that's how all of a sudden you, you end up with a huge amount of wealth. Yeah. And no, Leo doesn't have to be a top 10 token. Then you have to be a top 100. <clears throat> you dig yourself enough and... They, they work this thing right, and they build enough revenue where this thing's worth, I don't know, 50 million, 75 million. You're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. that many people are holding. Okay, maybe it's not, depending on where you are, where, where you're going to live in the lap of luxury the rest of your life. But let's be honest, a couple hundred thousand dollars goes a long way no matter where you live. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, again, this is going back to, you know, my January 1st thing of just trimming the fat and focusing. And, you know, I, I knew of all the stuff that Leo was planning and, and threads was, you know, project blank back when it was the, the mystery of project blank. Um, that's when it really hit me like, okay, they, they get it. They understand how important short form content is. They understand how important community is the, the financial stuff aside. Look, Cal, cat you all these guys that are you know the the big dogs on on leo are well more versed in financial stuff than i you guys hold more knowledge in your pinky finger about markets and all this stuff than i will in my entire life so the that never attracted me to leo because i'm just not a financial dude i'm not i'm not i just not what attracted me though was the use case the community and that they got it when it came to social media now you combine that with the financials you combine that com combine that with what's happening with this revenue stuff i i i'm not saying it's a guarantee because obviously the only thing guaranteed is it goes up and down but <clears throat> this is why i feel very confident with trimming the fat on january 1st and focusing on leo more because i just i see where this can potentially go and it's like yeah well, and, and going back to <clears throat> going back to what you opened up with, with your rant about Elon. Mm. Now, we know Cal has come out and said at some point they're going to add subscriptions to Leo Finance. Right. So now if you have a subscription model, which nobody needs a blue check because anybody can make any payment on high. So mm. let's say I subscribe to 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 Django's uh subscription and it's i don't know let's say he charges five hpd a month so i send him five hpd every single month so what's that 60 60 hpd for the year and i get to read you know john's article twice a week or whatever john's rants yeah yeah twice a week <clears throat> what if one percent of that goes or half a percent or one percent goes to leo finance so 60 
what's 1%, 0. 0.6. Mm-hmm. So basically half a, an HBD goes to Leo Finance. That's not much, but what if John has 100 subscribers? And what if there's, you know, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of subscription models, you know, subscriptions out there? Now, all of a sudden, guess what? Leo Finance, the platform, is bringing in revenue from the subscription model, which, by the way, Elon's going to do the same damn thing. Don't think twice that when that subscription's there, they're not taking, he's probably taking 10 or 20% uh, of of whatever the subscription is. But now, all of a sudden, guess what? That goes to buy Leo, uh, you know, because it goes into the, the ad revenue contract. It's all the same smart contract. It goes in there. Or maybe they got it right in our contract. But either way, it all ends up in the same thing. They buy Leo and it gets distributed back to me in Leo Power. That's where you take this model and you keep building upon the model where you start creating. <laughs> let's go back to, to Robert Allen, John, multiple streams of income, multiple streams of revenue. Let, let's let's go and start pulling in these multiple streams of revenue off this platform. And the different e- difference Elon has is he and he knows it. He has 250 million people on his platform. Leo has 500 or 300 or 800 or whatever it is. But that's where you want to keep increasing and increase this ownership idea by taking the revenues generated. They don't go to a company. We're no longer users. We're owners. And so that starts to direct it in. So whatever your hot button is, there's incentive for me to put up more threads. There's incentive for John to buy more more leo there's incentive for people to click through on these ads there's incentive for people to to create better content there's incentive for people to talk to their friends because guess what we financially benefit yeah Yeah. that's web three if you ask me amen to that um great show man good stuff uh a little bit of housekeeping before we get out of here on thursday we're going we're actually a part of the Zeely campaign for Leo. So if you tune in, there will be a secret word where you throw it in and um, you will uh, get your XP. So hint, hint, nudge, nudge, definitely tune in on Thursday. I know Task will definitely. I think that, Task. That, that, that just shows I just work here. I had no idea we were part of Zeely. Dude, I, you I, don't I, even check the Zeely campaign, do you? No. No, I don't. No, I'm I, not in there. But. I know. Yeah. You you could have told me, but no. Well, no. I just I just saw I, it. Up. Listen, well, listen. Now the whole yeah. community knows task is on a need to know basis, and that's how it operates. And by the way, that's how it's operated for two years and whatever number of months we've been on. John doesn't tell me shit unless I have to to know it. And other than that, it's like a surprise to me. Well, that's the surprise then. Thursday, we're going to be giving out a keyword, so you're going to want to tune in to get your XP. So we will see you guys on Thursday. Um, happy creating. And By, by um, the way, second part of housekeeping, next Tuesday, we have Elindos from Exodon. So we have a guest next Tuesday, and most likely Thursday, next Thursday will be our us two and our question and answer session, and we'll put out the thread cast, all that good stuff. There you go. Guys, see you on Thursday. Toodles. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week.